What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. If this is your first time listening, thanks for joining us. If you are a repeat listener, you guys are the shit. All right, everybody. This is a uh, this is a show where I sit down with interesting humans from all walks of life. I'm releasing two episodes a week, um, typically every Monday and Thursday. But I'm actually kind of playing with the idea of switching the Monday to a Tuesday. So we shall see. That actually might be changing pretty soon. I don't know. So right now, Monday and Tuesday, but for sure, two episodes a week, every week, I am bringing that to you. And my goal is just to gain some perspective and uh, hopefully uh, help others do the same as well. All right. This episode is actually brought to you by some good friends of mine over at Jumbo Superfoods. They make the world's healthiest uh, cannabis edibles, and uh, I would like to specifically talk about their CBD products, cannabidol, one of many cannabinoids found in the cannabis plant. Uh, it has been shown to have a whole bunch of different medicinal benefits. It's been shown to aid in inflammation, which is the root cause of so many autoimmune disorders and just tons and tons of things, you know, ton, just a ton of things arise from having too much inflammation in the body. So it's an anti-inflammatory. It can aid in digestion and sleep, and it can really help uh, maintain your, you know, the the symbiosis of bacteria in your gut. So it can help with that gut health. Um, it also helps with your brain. So there are a, are a ton of different things um, that it can benefit with by adding it into you know your daily you know life protocol so I use CBD every day I give it to my kids and actually there is a great write-up about it uh, me giving it to my daughter who's on the autism spectrum in uh, grassroots America magazine so go check that out you can actually go to my uh, you can go to the podcast Instagram uh, or Facebook page at uh, outside perspective underscore podcast or you can go to my personal one which is just adam meredith underscore on instagram um or just adam meredith on facebook you guys can find me go check it out um it's a good it's a great write-up so many people are benefit benefiting from this uh cannabinoid including myself and my family so you can go over to Jumbo CBD. you can check out their full line of products they have drops and they have a ghee and they have sprays and tons of different things you can look at so they are uh, producing the healthiest and best products on the market you can save 20 percent off of your entire order when you use the code outside at checkout so one more time go to jombocbd.com you'll save 20 percent off of your order with the code outside when you check out my guest today is josh Augustine. I sit down with the young MMA prospect. You know, man, I've known Josh for a really long time. We've uh, we've been training together at St. Charles MMA. He's one of these new breed of uh, of athletes, which we talk a little bit about. You know, uh, through you know during our conversation. But we're we're entering this era 
where the athletes that are competing in mixed martial arts are the ones who have been doing it essentially essentially their whole lives. You know, they're not the, the thoroughbred wrestler or the pure jiu-jitsu practitioner or the pure kickboxer anymore. Like, we're seeing the people who have been putting it all together from the get-go. So it's been it's interesting to see. It's an interesting time in the sport for sure. So I sit down with uh, Josh Augustine. He's fresh off a win. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, we had a good time talking. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Josh Augustine to the show. All right, there we go. Josh Augustine, Augustine, Augustonian, Augustine. <laughs> what the fuck is up, dude? You know, just living, being. Just living, being. You guys train today? Lifted weights this morning. Nothing yeah. too crazy. Yeah. So what's your camp look like? Like, okay, you're you just fought, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking destroyed a man's soul, mm-hmm. right? So uh, what's what's it look like after that? I I'm trying to keep it like a 52 week camp basically. Um yeah. I want to get to where I feel like I should have been probably a couple of years ago. Where is that? The highest level of the sport. I feel like I should have been uh in UFC Bellator or something maybe 2 years ago, 3 years ago and uh I've just I've been my own worst enemy. Yeah, for a long time. Okay. And so uh for me right now I I like my shirt says all gas no brakes. I want to get yeah. I want to get to the top immediately. Just fucking go hard, huh? Yeah, yeah, dude. So just fifty two. I mean, just year round, right? There's yeah. no off season. There's no off season, and so my training schedule does it. I just vary it off of how I feel. I'm just trying to get better every single day. Whenever I wake up, I run. Yeah. Talk to Justin, like if we're gonna lift, if we're gonna do whatever. I'm going to jujitsu in the morning. Whatever class is available. Yeah, you guys talk every I go day. To everything. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. Nice. Yeah. Dude, you've been the fucking around the gym for a long ass time, a long ass time. Yeah, I always forget how long I know people. When did you start training there? How old were you? Um, I started training at St. Charles whenever I was eighteen, but I started training at Domain whenever I was fifteen. So you started at Domain, right? And then mm-hmm. you came over when that blend kind of happened. Yeah, right? when so, Dustin Severs came over. Yeah, so you were fifteen years old when you began training, mm-hmm. dude. Just I just turned fifteen. Wow. Mm-hmm. When did you want to start training? Well, I was always an athlete growing up. So, uh, did you do sports in school and shit? Yeah. Um, but whenever I got to high school, I got cut from the basketball team. That was my plan to play basketball. Oh, uh, yeah. And so I got cut. I was <laughs> sick like the week of the tryouts got cut. And like it was just a huge heartbreaker. And I was so fucking bored. Yeah. For two, three months, whatever it was. And I saw Nogara and uh, Heath Herring fight yeah. on pay per view at Buffalo mm-hmm. Wild Wings. Just happened to see it. And that was the one that was like damn that that's a crazy sport yeah and then you thought you might want to do that maybe i don't know if that if that was the one that made me like i want to do that but that was the first time that i had really recognized the sport for what it is i was like damn this is this is interesting yeah and then maybe a week or two later it was weird you know the synchronicities of the universe it's so so odd maybe a week or two later i happened to just be gooning walking around with my friends riding bikes whatever yeah i don't remember what we were doing but we rode by domain mma and i got the phone number went in that weekend and trained and i have not stopped since wow yeah yeah man you're part of like this new um like this new wave of athletes right of kids who just started doing just mma right because Mm -hmm. in the beginning it was 
which style is the best, right? right? And then it just started to morph and blend and become its own new thing, right? And then, but it was it was all these people who had a discipline and then they're learning all these other things and they're making it work. But like, there's a whole, you know, group of, of kids that are coming up, that have come up, you know, we're seeing them, like all they've done is MMA, you know what I mean? Like they still do jujitsu and the different things, but like it was all with the intent of MMA. So it's like that's been the focus from the get go. Yes, that changes everything. Yes. So whenever I went into the gym that day, I, the very first day I learned arm bars, triangles, and throwing kicks on mitts, like yeah. stuff like that. Like, Who was coaching there then? Um, Dustin Sievers was the main coach, and yeah. Jeff, 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 Jeff was helping a bit. Jeff yeah. Henry, and uh, but that day, a guy named Mac. I'm sorry. Mike Maddock was uh, helping me. He was a fighter at the time. He was actually getting ready to fight Matt Ricehouse. Oh, was he? <laughs> and Matt armbarred him. Yeah. And Mike, rest in peace, oh, that was his last fight, and he actually went down his own journey, and oh, yeah. he passed not too long ago, a couple years ago. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. It happens, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, people just Interesting story, roads. though, because you know how, how close me and Matt are, and that was the first time I had ever seen anyone in a fight camp. First time I'd ever been in a gym. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. This guy's so badass. There's no one that could ever beat this guy, but he's coming across Matt Rice house. Yeah. You know, Matt now though, yeah. <laughs> Matt's a fucking stone cold yeah. serial killer. Yeah. Dude, when he gets in there, man, just used to wreck people. Mm-hmm. It was so interesting because, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, like in the back, he, uh, he just, uh, he just have his moments. He's like, I don't want to fucking do this. Yeah, I never got to experience that. I never saw him like that. And, yeah, and man. that's so weird. But he does it me. in his calm, mat way, right? That makes sense. <laughs> you almost feel like he's not even being serious. Um, but he's like, I don't want to fucking do this. But then he just walks out there, and he's just, boom, autopilot, just does it. And he always showed up. Fucking, yeah. It was always exciting to see him fight. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Imagine if he wanted to be there. Yeah. I would have liked to seen that guy. I know, man. I know. Yeah, dude, but that uh that's the journey though, right? I guess so. That's the fucking journey. I guess so. So when you were at Domain, were you competing much or like what what was that like? I mean uh, you're fifteen, right? No, what, what I was just do? I was just learning at that time. And yeah. then once we came over to St. Charles, I think I did my first Naga like like within the yeah. first month. Did of you guys even do gi? I mean, no, we no didn't gi, do right? any gi. It just was all no gi. gi. It yeah. was all no gi. Uh I think Dustin was a sambo guy. Okay. Russian sambo guy, so yeah. that was that's where all that nogi stuff came yeah. from. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was very raw technique. Very raw. Yeah, yeah. Everybody banging in there. Lots of banging. Who all was there? I, I don't even know who all came. So I know. So you came over. I know Zach Freeman came over. Matt Helm. Uh, oh, Helm came with them too. Yeah, Helm. Oh, okay, and I know uh, uh, Roberts. Yep, yep. Jake, Jake Roberts. Jake started with uh, with Jeff. They got him from some other yeah. fitness gym. Okay. I saw this wild pit bull. <laughs> uh, who else? I don't know. Do you remember Kevin Bathon? He only trained for a little bit. I think he had a fight or two. Nah, yeah. probably not. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I wasn't around I when you it. guys came over. Mm, okay. So I was. I left in 2010. I, le- I moved to San Antonio, and then I came back in 2011. And during that time is when um, the transition happened from the Randolph gym, which was the first gym, to that Cave Springs gym, and then that's when they blended yep, with Domain. Same time. Yep. Yeah, so I, I like yep. I wasn't there for that. I came just after. I, rem- I remember my first day um, back, I came in, I sparred with Jake Roberts, and I just like kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so full of like, piss and vinegar because like, I haven't like, shit, sparred so or trained in so long, and it was just like my first day back, and I was just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Jake sparred earlier that day and was still full of piss and vinegar. Oh, that's funny, dude. Good times, though. That was so long ago. I mean, was that, nine years ago? I was a boy. Yeah, so you've been training for 11 years, right? God, 
Damn, dude. Yeah. You didn't wrestle in high school or any of that? I wrestled my sophomore season, and uh, I started to wrestle my junior season, but then I started to get some pussy, and I got super distracted. And oh. I was like, oh, man, practice is so hard. I, I got this <laughs> jujitsu thing going. I don't know about all this. <laughs> Dude, that happens too, man. Fuck I'm yeah. glad it happened when it did. Yeah, it's so now, boring. Now I'm, now I'm right where I want to be. Because yeah. I see a lot of guys that were so focused back then, and yeah we're kind of doing whatever dude the hormones will fuck you up you know you're basically walking around just on on like steroids all the fucking day you're right. like the, the best kind because that's when your hormones are just optimal right when you're going through like those peak like teenage years and like you're really like transitioning into a man dude you're, like your sure hormones are fucking crazy bro and all you want to do is just fuck everything walking around <laughs> basically right <laughs> yeah yeah, man, that's a wild time. I don't miss it though. Not at all. No. No, these no. are the days right here. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but wrestling would have been a good move though. I know. Yeah. I know. Now, like especially looking right? at my skill set now, I'm like, damn. If I had that too, dude, yeah. Hindsight being 2020, man. But it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, you can still do it. You know, it's just all about I, creating. I'm getting better memory. every day. I'm getting better every single day. Yeah. You know, working with the Hensons, working with Rice House, dude. Just, since Sammy's come back, yeah. Because well, even Rice House isn't like a traditional like wrestler, right? Because he didn't start wrestling until much later. I know he started just going into MOBAP, right? And I mean, mm -hmm. he he did. He was really smart because like he did just strict wrestling, mm -hmm. right? Like he was that guy. He's like, all right, well, let me go to a fucking college campus and go wrestle mm -hmm. right so i mean that was really smart definitely like, that's like that's like gsps-esque right like mm -hmm. i mean that's what he did right if he wanted to get better or something he'd go and just train with the best that he could that we're you know we're doing it mm -hmm. um what the fuck was i saying we're talking about wrestling, wrestling. oh yeah, sammy. yeah but just yeah sammy but sammy being around dude like fuck dude He's uh he's definitely bringing just like a just a, a, a an experience and, and knowledge energy, energy as well energy as well dude he's go 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 I bro love that guy. you like training with him what's I it like it. what's I, I should come to a wrestling practice I mean <laughs> you get, definitely yeah. should you just enjoy just being in there yeah he, well, he doesn't do anything too too crazy well I've seen him he's just like go 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 and the, he's going with everybody though dude like he's training those kids like and they're in like they're doing um like stance drills and like you know shot sprawl shot sprawl into your and then he's doing it with them though. His intensity is second to none, but he, you can see how pure his intentions are, and, yeah. the, and the purity of and and the how clean his technique is. Yeah, it's such an experience to be in his classes. It's yeah. so fun. It's so yeah. fun to be around. Dude, it's it's man. If you really think about it, it's just, it's truly a gym that he's there and he's offering his time like that. Man, yeah, to have an Olympic level guy. It's, yeah, who else has that? It's very far and few. You <sighs> yeah, know? dude, you got to go to some special places. I mean, we'll St. Charles MMA is a special place. I mean, that's why he wants to be there, right? I mean, fuck. It's so cool to be a part of. Yeah, dude, I was pretty jazzed to get him on the fucking uh, on the podcast when I sat down with him because I mean, shit, s silver medalist, right, in the Olympics, won uh, worlds. won worlds and took bronze in worlds. Was a wrestler of the year in '98, like badass dude. And it, I mean, yeah. he's won multiple other tournaments, right? But dude, yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know what the fuck I was going to say. That's I don't what, know. That's what happens. He's dude. cool though. That's what happens. Short term memory loss, bro. It happens. We get punched. We punched each other. Speaking of which, I'll, I'll lead you into a story. Okay. It's on podcast. You know, I remember you were fighting. I told this story the other day. Uh, I, I sucked at striking. I was like a jujitsu guy and I really was just starting to figure out my striking and I started diving into like how to get better just studying boxers and good fighters and this was like right at the beginning of the conor mcgregor phase oh yeah and you were f fighting at the time you were very active and i was just getting comfortable with my stand-up and i remember hitting you with the clean 
shot with little gloves. Uh huh. And it was the first time I'd ever done that. And you were so fucking mad. You were ready to beat my ass. Oh, really? You started chasing me across the gym like, all crazy technique. No, nothing like real. You were like, motherfucker, I'm going to kill you. I don't remember that at all. Short-term memory loss. Got you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Yeah, man. I've been taking a lot of shots to the head. Me too. Try not to think about it. Me too. (laughs) It's okay. We're living. Yeah. Well, dude, that's what the cannabis is for, though, to be honest with you. I mean, it helps with the brain. I hope so. I mean, the science says so. I hope. I know. I, I don't. Know. I don't even look into the science anymore. I just. I do. I'm trying to just do what makes me feel good. Yeah. Really. And usually, what you do when you you're doing what is right and just being smart and learning from other people and yeah, you know, listening to your body. Yeah, listening to your body. It, it's all. It's all just natural. It's all easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So let's go back to your day to days, right? You're fucking. You're training twice a day. You said. Sometimes morning, more than that. Morning run. Yeah. Or a lift. How often are you lifting? Um, not not very often right now. Whenever I'm in camp, I'm usually doing um like maintenance lifts. Yeah. Just making sure my body feels good, making sure I don't have any imbalances and yeah. You know, I'm always trying to build strength. But uh I usually lift like three, four days a week and then I run every single morning. Um uh, just depending how my body feels. Sometimes I do three miles, sometimes I'll do thirteen. If I'm just if I know I'm not gonna like do any martial arts work, I'll just last out yeah yeah and uh but i try and train as much as possible like for a while i was living with rice house and gabe and like if we could do jiu-jitsu for eight hours in a day then that's what i would do but yeah that's a lot of jiu-jitsu bro but if we go slow like matt style he can just break everything yeah down it's to just you. drilling You're and just, technique just and it's sucking not like in. Going, i'm just so. trying to sponge all his knowledge yeah but yeah like like you said it's all about like it's all about the output like so like on a day like monday or wednesday i know we have an mma class at 4 30 i my body can't really take more than doing a jujitsu class in the morning and maybe a lift and a run in the morning. Yeah. But if I do, you know, some lighter work, a bike, a bike ride and a run yeah. and a lift in the morning and then me and Matt, you know, maybe eat a mushroom or two and, <laughs> and we just sit and do jujitsu for eight hours. My, you know, that's nothing but, uh, yeah, it's pretty like, chill. A, like a personal seminar almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing, it's nothing crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's so you like to do a lot of active recovery stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm I, like I said, I'm always just feeling my body. So like if I cannot train, then I'm going to do something that it's going to improve. Yeah. Improve me in some way. Yeah. Whether it's just stretching or chilling or yeah, whatever. I'm not just going to, I'm not just going to like sit and watch a movie and not do anything. Like I'm going to do something for yeah. my body, something for my move. mind. Yeah, that's a good move. I've been trying to get better at uh uh you know, like stretching whenever if like, I'm just like watching TV or whatnot, I'll just stretch or if I'm working, I'll try. I always I always try to sit on the floor, but now I need to start like sitting in more like stretching positions and being more conscious of that. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get lazy on that. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it, well, and there's a lot of just like free time that you that you have i mean just wasted time to where you're not really doing much and you could definitely fill that in while you're doing where you, while you're doing nothing definitely <laughs> yeah definitely dude so okay you're so fucking active are you sleeping i try to <laughs> you try to how much are you to. sleeping how much sleep um, do you get depends on the night like the other night i got out of training at nine o'clock and i didn't finish eating till like Ten thirty, and then had to clean, do shit till like midnight, and I had to get up and I was getting up and running by four thirty the next day. Dude, that's brutal. But I mean, I'll, I'm doing like I, like I am literally doing everything that I possibly can to get to that next level, and I know that I'm doing everything that I possibly can to get to that next level. So yeah. whenever I step in against yeah. whoever. I'm, I will have no doubt in myself that I've put in every ounce of work. You're not concerned about like overtraining. 
No, like it, diminishing returns. Like I said, if I feel so fucking tired, or if I'm just not feeling it, or I'm not doing it, like I'm, I just won't go. I, like, I'll just go take a nap and go back to the gym that night, and I'll hit the bag like when no one's there. Yeah. Or if, or if it's class time, then I'll do a class. Yeah. So you take naps. You're a napper. Oh, I'm a huge napper. Uh, I gotta have my nap, especially if like a day like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do I you, need my sleep. You nap every day. You think? Almost. Most days, yeah. Almost oh, okay, so that's it. So you don't sleep a lot throughout the night, but you sleep throughout the day. In between training. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I usually train um, from like 7 or seven to 8 or 8 to 9, and then do jiu-jitsu 10 to 12, and then I have a small break from 12 to 4.30. That's whenever MMA is. Yeah. And eat some food, take an hour, two-hour nap. And yeah, that's a good Get back move. to the gym. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, if you weren't napping, I don't know how in the world yeah. it would work. Shut the fuck down, bro. Pretty much. Sometimes, so, sometimes I pretty much do, and then I'll just sleep yeah. for 14 hours. Because then. there is a point of diminishing returns. Like, if you do too much, it, it doesn't really help you. It can even start to hurt you. I've been there before. You've seen me in the gym like that before. You've even told me, like, dude, go home. Get yeah. some sleep. What are you doing? Well, because it's such a common thing, especially, like, with MMA, because there's so many things to work on, right? And then you always, like, you're always trying to out-train the next guy. or There's just so much, like, mental shit that goes on with it. And it's then the answer is always always will do more hard work and really like do more hard work can ultimately fuck you up even worse yeah you know and it's like oftentimes you know you just have to save a person from themselves yeah yeah and but you know like like life itself it's all about finding that balance yeah and uh you know for me it's like we've we've said earlier um just feeling my body and just yeah understanding myself understanding how i feel at my most optimal when i know i'm just being a bitch i need to push through and also, when I'm like, damn, I could use, like, four more hours of sleep. And yeah. Like, this you is You feel okay. that immediately. Timing's off. Just, Timing's off everything. Dude, just, it just makes it mentally hard to want to be there. everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah biggest thing is, the biggest thing is I know what I want to do. And if I don't want to be there, then it's probably time for me to get some rest or go for a bike ride or just go yeah. meditate or just go read or maybe even just go see a movie or just hang out with my girlfriend. Like, just, yeah. just get away for a minute and... Because yeah. I, I love it. Dude, there's a time to push through things, and um, I don't necessarily think it's the – like, that's not one of those times to push through. Like, when you're going into sparring or if you're going into, like, any high-level competition, you don't want to push through when, like, you're mentally just, like, not wanting to be there. there it's so hard to get over that. Yep. Like, you have to want to be there, and yep. you have to have, like, a fire. Yep. Like, it can't go away. Absolutely. Like, if you start doubting, it's just like, don't even fucking do it, dude, because you're going to hurt yourself. Yep. Especially going into against somebody who does have that fire. Exactly, Someone dude. who wants to be there. Dude, and, and they'll they'll sniff that goddamn weakness and they'll just put you to sleep. <laughs> That's a scary game. Yeah, dude. That's the beauty of John Jones, dude. Like, you watch the fights? I watched the fights. <laughs> oh, Saturday yeah. was disappointing. Yeah, why do you, you think know? so? Because he had San- Santos out, outmatched athletically by so much, man. Like, if you just look at them on an athletic standpoint, he would wax him and every fucking sport fighting is the same way in my opinion like yeah obviously there's technique not you can't be a better athlete than me and come in and beat me in jujitsu i'm gonna fuck you up (laughs) but if you you know they're the highest level they both understand all the ins and outs and everything it takes but what about the fact that that dude blew out his knee in the first fucking round apparently dude what his acl his MCL, his PCL, and his meniscus, dude. I know, it's crazy. Tore that sh- and he was still kicking, still punching. He was still dangerous the entire fucking heat. fight, bro. Like, yeah. he hits hard. Just imagine if he's healthy.
healthy. Here's the thing about John, and this is what kind of gets me. He is a cheap motherfucker, dude. And I get it. It's a fight. I get it. And you want to win. And it's like, all right, man, well, all right, well, there is that. So just, all right, get over it. But on that same note, it's like this dude is another human being, and, like, it is just a fucking contest. And, like, you're about to wreck his fucking knee up for life. Bro, like that's some. When you're in that moment, I, mean, I get though. I get knocking people out, and like I get like, like that's a part of the sport, and that's fucking even probably more dangerous, like knocking somebody out, right? And like it can happen, you can break people's arms, you can fuck people up in different things, but when you're just like repeatedly like kicking like a fucking tender joint like that, well, that's just like so vital. I just feel like knee kicks are so fucking. Let cheap, me ask bro. you this: If you had a limp, would you rather have a limp for the rest of your life? Or would you rather know your kids' names for the rest of your life if you had to pick one? Well, of course you'd rather have the fucking lip, right? Like the limp, but it's like still, dude. I like to have my body still working too. And here's the thing: you might not go to sleep if you have your fucking leg okay. I don't know. John's really good at that leg, right? And the fucking problem is now all all of like Jackson Wink is trying to do it, and like Holly Holm got knocked the fuck out trying to do that shit. Like that's not her game. Why was she doing that? It's because everybody sees John do it, and now their whole camp wants to fucking do it. That's stupid. One thing I noticed about John in that fight, and one thing that was pointed out to me was, uh, in all of his fights, you see him wilt people like he's like a bully. You see him just put that pressure on him. Dude, and he's he so phenomenal people. with that. You and know? like DC talked about how he's just a much larger presence than people realize yes. when you get in there. And that's what he did to Santos. He put that pressure on him and just stayed right in front of him, and he really didn't capitalize and put a lot together. In that third round, he definitely did. Yeah. But he didn't put a lot together because Santos didn't break. He didn't give him that, that yeah. opening and didn't let him bully him. Yeah, Didn't dude. back down one inch. Not fucking pump. And then that's what happened with DC. He got clipped, and he didn't even do anything. He just let DC trip over himself and then tripped him and then put bombs on him. Yeah. Put him away. Dude, John's something else, bro. But that was a good fight, dude. You think they're going to run it back? I hope so. Yeah. I, I want to see healthy uh, Santos versus, versus yeah. John. And then in the presser, though, John was acting like he's ready to move on to DC or Stipe. But that yeah. was the fight I wanted to see before that fight. Now you fucked up. Yeah, man. dude. Nobody wants to see those fights Now I don't want to see that. You got to go out and smoke Santos and say, all right, I'm the best 205-er. Like what he did. Because now it's questionable. It sucks, though. I because heard some people say Santos Smith, won. he was. Because, I mean, I watched it. But, like, I go to these things. I'm usually fucking around talking to other people. Like, I don't watch it, like, super involved where, like, I'm scoring this shit. Mm-hmm. But from my understanding, it can be argued that Santos won one, two, and five. Right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, if we're just going round by round – Granted, John Jones fucked him up way more, but one, two, and five. So it's like I kind of thought Santos won the fight. So there you go, right? So yeah. there's argue for that. I mean, you got to run that back. Got to shit, dude. Got to. If you go by rounds, I think Santos won. If you go by the overall fight, I kind of think John won. Yeah, but that's not the sport though. You don't go by the overall fight, right? This I do in my brain, but yeah, you don't. <laughs> right, You're not supposed pride, to, right? bro. Yeah, um, I love it though. Yeah, I, I love that that mindset of it of it being an overall fight rather than yeah. That'd be rounds. nice if it were. I mean, it might be a possibility in the future. Who knows? Doubtful. Doubtful. Yeah, dude. But I thought I thought that was an interesting out of cards, dude. People are getting knocked out left and fuck all sorts of brain damage. Card. I just couldn't help but think about all the poor like brain cells that were just being demolished. Out of Ben Askren's afro. Yeah, dude. Ben Askren got fucked up. That was so fucking gangster, bro. Mosavadal is a gangster, dude. I know. Holy shit. Right <laughs> <I love that laughs> he he's like, it was super necessary. Super necessary. <laughs> he's it like, is though. He's like, my job is it. Is it? I mean, he did it because he doesn't fucking like him, and he had, and that's his that's his chance. Like, this is your fucking chance, so you might as well just put the fucking you know the nail in the coffin. yeah nail in the coffin, right? Just boom, just do it. So I get it, I totally get it. <laughs> but then there's just like this humane side of me now. It's just like, yeah, it's fucking brain, bro. Uh-huh. But this was the fu- that's so. 
people are talking shit on Asker now, right? Saying he needs to retire. And and then other people are like, well, bro, it was just one loss. But it's like, on that same note, it's like, is it just one loss? You know what I'm saying? Because Robbie Lawler was tattooing his fucking ass, bro. Ragdolled him, right? Threw him over his goddamn head. Like, was dropping bombs. Askren looked fucked up. Definitely received some... That's two fights in a row he got fucked up. Well, the real question is, is what is Askren's goal? If his goal is to be an entertainer and to go out and just put on fights and just do his thing and make some money, well then, yeah, come on back and do your thing. But if he's looking to show that he's the best in the world, well then, in his mind, he has to know after those two fights... Dude, yeah, I just don't That's know. That's not reality. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, mean that he needs to hang it up. But, no. But it's like, dude, like, realistically, you have to understand, like, this is another level of fucking athlete, bro. Absolutely. You're not it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, um, he is an amazing athlete, though. Like, I don't want to, like, take anything away from the guy, but it's just like, dude. If you're going to keep competing on this level, this. Yeah, I mean, he just got caught, right? Like, sure, but. Like you said with Lawler, though, he's I mean, getting tattooed. Dude, he's getting tattooed. That's the thing, man. Like, I don't know, man, because it's not like you have 100% like percent control of your destiny in the sense of you're picking all your fights. You know, like, they're offering you fights. You can turn them down. You can take them. You can do that. You have some negotiation and shit. But, like, at the end of the day, you only have so many choices, right? And it's like, if what if they only give you these three choices? And they're all fucking savages, dude, who are just, like, hit really fucking hard, man. And, like, we all know you're going to wrestle them, but it's like, what if they're also good wrestlers? Because those are the individuals that all these other organizations don't have. Like, 170 is by far this, like, it's like 55, you can go. 70. Well, those are the two strongest, but, like, 55, you can go to other organizations and there can be strong 55 divisions. That's a good point. But 70 is, like, pretty much... Up until, I'd say, like, the last, like, five years or so, like, Bellator has built a really strong 70 division. Like, I mean, they got MVP, they got Paul Daly, I mean, Rory McDonald. Like, they got some pretty savage 70-pounders, mm-hmm. but still not like the UFC. Like, they've always just had a very, like, savage fucking division. But, but Astron, you know, he fucking, you know, he's a Bellator champ, and then, uh, what, did he win I think World he was Series the one. of Fighting? Or was he one? He was one. Yeah, he was the one Did champion. he do... World Series and win that? Or, I don't think you yeah, did World think, Series. Yeah, I didn't think so. So it was just one in Bellator, right? Mm-hmm. Those 70 divisions, especially at the time he was in Bellator, were not the level no. of, of where the UFC is, no. or even Bellator today. Right. You know what I mean? So right. like, keeping that in consideration, dude, it's just like, get your checks, bro. Get your checks. I would love to sit down and talk to him because I think he's um, like his mind, his sports psychology mind is un- like unbelievable. That's actually what he's most passionate about is what he says. Dude, yeah, he's such a fucking genius, dude. And like from a business perspective, and don't I mean he is a world class wrestler and athlete. Like you can't take that away from him by any stretch. Of, but know. just look at his striking is all you got to say. Yeah, dude, those are some it's rough. Those man. some killers, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna step in front of Darren Till looking like this, stiff as a board. Oh nope. And get knocked out, man. No, who you want to fight? Who's 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 that? Max Holloway. Max Holloway, huh? Well, like a realistic, like real, like first fight, though, right? Uh, I mean, there's. I mean, you can take your pick. I mean, there's a lot of people that you could choose from. I mean, I understand you want to fight Max Holloway. That'd be great. Yeah, stylistically, like a guy like Frankie Edgar would be perfect for me. Yeah, is he still fighting? He's fighting Max Holloway. When? Uh, I want to say 242, UFC oh, 242. Wow. God, I'm so out of the loop, dude. Yeah. I'm so out of the loop. Yeah, man, I don't, who's, like, who, um, yeah, I mean, those are, those are the names. Yeah. Those are the names. Yeah, I mean, 
for me, I don't really have one person that I want to fight or who I want who I want to beat. Like whenever I just look at the stylistic matchups, yeah, against everyone, I don't see anyone that moves like me. You're 45, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see anyone that moves their feet like me. I don't see anyone that moves their head like me. I don't see anyone that sets stuff up the way I do. Yeah. So it's interesting. I just I want to see where my ceiling is. I want to see who who's gonna stop me. Dude, fuck. Well, it's just wherever you want to fucking take it, bro. It's exactly. Up to you, when, I mean, whenever I'm sparring with guys in the gym you now, you have to have the belief. Whenever I'm you sparring do. with guys in the gym now, only fucking guys that are about 200 pounds are able to eat my shots and are able to get in there and like really stay in the pocket with me. So yeah. Whenever I see that, I'm like, all right, well, let's fucking go. Let's see. Let's see what Max can do. Let's see if he can eat one of my head kicks. Let's see if he can yeah. understand. Uh, my range of motion. Let's see if he can understand um, all the different looks that I'm giving, all the different patterns that I'm setting up. Yeah. So you envision him a lot. Always. Almost yeah. every day. Yeah. Whenever I'm running, my my run gets a little hard. I'm like, oh, no, fuck that. Yeah. That dude's not going to so get me. What's Blessed out there doing? Yeah. He's a fucking killer, dude. His yeah. pace is unreal. Yeah. Yeah. You can so tell he's just a workhorse, man. Yeah. Well, I understand why you want to run all the time then. Yeah. Keep that pace. But, I mean, those little guys, you're not you're not a small 45er, man. You uh-huh. you got a good frame on you. You could go bigger if you really wanted to. I could. I definitely could. You had to slow down your pace just a little bit to, uh, not like your fight pace, but just like your training speed. You'd have to slow down just a little bit to put on a little bit of mass. Definitely. And, and I've thought about that as well. I think uh, one of the most dangerous versions of myself would be me at about 170 pounds. If I yeah. put on, if I put on a good, you can do it, man. Forty, fifty pounds. Patience of muscle. is the issue. I don't. I'm not in a rush. Is the yeah. thing either, and and I'm not concerned with doing this for another fifteen years of my life. Yeah. Honestly, you like, just got to like structure your year. I'm just now finding the joy and and going through a fight camp and getting into the weight cut and doing all that stuff. And so as I get older, as I become more mature as an athlete, and just as a man, yeah, I, I'm just understanding myself more, understanding the process more having more belief in myself yeah dude what you need to do is just start like and you and justin like sit down and like plan out your fucking like your training year in the sense of like this is going to be like a lifting season or we're going to take you know eight to 12 weeks and just fucking do you know cory markward who cory markward he's he's at the gym uh he's a white oh cory yeah 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 he uh he is a biochem yeah i'm gonna sit down with him at some point yeah, he, he, I like talking to him. Yeah, we've been talking about doing this, the, oh, like an exact training schedule, structuring your structuring training, everything that we're doing, and do all that good shit. Yeah, yep. dude, that's where yep. it's at because you're gonna get the most out of it. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. like, you can really start dialing in your shit. I mean, Corey's good because he'll bring in more science, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, listening to your body is definitely the way to go. But there's definitely like simple things you can do. Like some people like to just take their heart rate variability so like they'll know what their baseline resting heart rate is so say yours is like i don't know like 45 you know when you're in great shape right it's 45 beats per minute but then say you wake up one day and it's fucking i don't know like you know seven eight beats higher then you know that hey man like maybe i just need yeah. to do like an active recovery day yeah or um or maybe i just need to rest today but you know then you can kind of pair that with how you feel so now you kind of have just like a little bit of data just to support what like you're already feeling right mm-hmm. so then you know next time you feel that it's like, oh well maybe i'm art you know art like a little overtrained i'll just dial it back a little bit today yeah that's uh that's one thing that i really am fortunate about is just having this this awesome group of people around me yeah like justin and Corey and and even a guy like jesse conaway yeah who who you know is fighting at the gym and he knows so much about nutrition man he yeah. knows so much about food and yeah it's and, good shit to know you know and i knew nothing about any of this stuff and having these people around me and even people like you and like gabe stein and rice house just people 
that just help shift and make me grow and just see things that I like about them yeah. and things I don't like about other people and, make me, <laughs> you know, grow into the person that I want to be. Yeah, dude, well, it's good to have a community around, dude. It's all about the people. That's what I learned on that, many of my journeys. Man, that's what is making me really believe in myself even more is that why do all these people believe in me? Yeah. Dude, it's, it, it helps to have that community behind you for that push, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what the fuck were we talking about just now? Uh, food, food, training, no periodization. Periodization. Yeah. yeah. It's a good move. It's a fucking good move. Yeah. It's hard though when you're trying step. to schedule fights though, right? Because you, Super you, difficult. you just, you really have to be disciplined to say, all right, I'm not going to take any fights for these three months. That's the and most l- difficult part. Unless dude. it's the right, it has to be the big one. Well, so we were going to take a fight August 2nd against a guy who was seven and three. He was a four-time Bellator vet and it was felt like the perfect move for me. Yeah. And we were going to sit down with Corey and do all that stuff two, three days ago. And then he got offered a different fight in Bellator. Obviously he took that. So we're still trying to line stuff up. Yeah. And so that would have been a good opportunity. Right. So now for this week, we're kind of just like in this weird limbo spot where I'm kind of just lacking back on training a little bit, still training every day, yeah. twice a day, but yeah, not really like balls of the wall, like worried about, yeah. you know, so when you're detail. in camp, are you focused on, um, like what are you focused on while you're in camp? Is it kind of like skill set, like just keeping things sharp? Are you trying to get better in, in camp? Cause, you know, because like there's kind of different ways to kind of to uh, approach camp. Where some guys, if they get out of shape, they're just always trying to get in shape and yeah. just trying to push as much shape as they can. Yeah, I stay in good shape, so I don't I don't worry about that. Yeah. I, what do you I'm focus uh, on? I really don't focus on one thing. I'm always just focused on just constantly trying to improve my game and just improve myself, just everything all around. But then I'm also like for my last fight, I, I watched so much, so much of his fights. I knew exactly what he was going to do. Yeah. So you watch a lot of film of your opponents. Yeah. You get super obsessive. Oh my God. I'm so obsessive. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so obsessive. I've, I've been so obsessive in the past that it pulls from my life, pulls from my (laughs) happiness to like, now I know how to keep myself happy and I know how to find that balance. But I'm just now figuring it out, to be honest. Yeah. I'm just now starting to find that. Bro, I used to, like, just any any moment of the day, I could be driving the car, I'd be at work, and my heart, raced, my heart would just start racing, bro, just pounding through my, like, my adrenaline, just shoot up, because, like, in my mind, I'm about to go fucking fight somebody. <laughs> like, I'm just... I'm just obs- put yourself there. I'm just obsessing over this motherfucker, bro. I'm just, like, thinking about him. I'm just like, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, no, dude. my heart starts racing. I'm like, all right, I got to calm it the fuck down it's not healthy and that's why and that's why i'll fucking get up at 4 30 after going to bed at midnight like ready to go like yeah you know just constantly thinking about just that constantly person. thinking about that other guy You're, does your body ever twitch when you're laying down like think about like throwing a combo or something like, like in twitch. a dream or something come up lock up a triangle <laughs> yes oh yes, dude. i do that all the time that's so funny man yeah Ugh. so you spent some time out in uh, colorado I did. How was that? I did. So that was an experience. Yeah, I mean that's a part of like kind of your your two year journey, right? You're right. Like, Let's talk about right. that, bro. So uh, <laughs> when I was when did I move out there? Twenty two, I think. You're twenty yeah. two. Yeah, I think when I was twenty two. What made you want to go out there? So uh, my girlfriend and I were just you know figuring out life, and I was getting ready for a fight. Yeah. And. Uh, I don't really know, man. It was just like it was a invitation only gym at the time, and Drew Dober, uh, 
had stayed at Gabe's house. Like I knew him a little bit from coming and training with yeah, us. Yeah, Drew's a cool guy. And so I I uh, I reached out to him and was just like, hey, do you mind if I come and check out the gym? I just wanted to just see something new, just yeah. try something new. Cause Which I gym was that? Elevation? Yeah, Elevation. Elevation. Yeah, it was at yeah. the Muscle Farm headquarters in Denver. Yeah. And uh, the reason I really just wanted to go see it was because I didn't know where I was. Like I was just starting to get super competitive and wanting to be a world champion, but I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't seen what a world champion is. I didn't know what a world yeah. champion well, was. Well, curiosity, right? Exactly. And yeah. TJ did Dillashaw was there at that time too. Oh, was he? So, uh, and, and he's one of my favorite fighters. Yeah. Um, as a fan. Did you get to experience his his kind of what he's like at all? Yeah. While you're there. Yeah. Uh, what's he like? Uh, he's super competitive. <laughs> are are like the the things that are said. Um, yeah, that he's a dick and is, a crazy is, is training like, partner. Does he train really hard? He that, trains. Does he got high body count? Puts people to sleep and shit in practice. Um, I saw him definitely fuck some dudes up, but he's some, some also like that. Man. He's very selective about who it is because he would only do that to people that he could do that to. He wouldn't like pull me into a private training thing. And start fucking you up now because he's you. not getting his. He's not gonna fuck me up. Like if he didn't know he could fuck partners. you up, then he wouldn't do that shit. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. Well, some people are just like that, man. Whenever I was listening to that Masvidal podcast, um, on Rogan, he was talking about how ATT fucking. I knew Hector Lombard. I've just I've just known just from talking to other fighters that he puts people to sleep in practice. Like he, you know, he's just a hard you know sparring partner. I can see that, right? Hurt, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And like he was a scary individual for right, a long time right. when he was in Bellator, especially. So, uh, I heard that right. But uh, then he had said that uh, he confirmed Hector, which I already knew. But then he said that Dustin Poirier has a high body count. Really? I was like, yeah, you're surprised to hear that huh. too, right? I was like, damn. Because he's like kind of touchy. It's, I mean. Apparently he hits fucking hard. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, Makes sense. So some guys are just like that. Man. Yeah. That's why, I mean, it sucks though. Is what it you is. You don't want to train with those guys. No, no one wants to train with those guys really at the Not end of the day. All, man. Unless they're like offering you something like to the table. Like, like uh, who's this fucking boy? Uh, Archuleta. Archuleta's his boy, and they would always train together. And okay. I remember, I remember specifically, Tim Elliott was out out there training at Team Elevation as well, and he was getting ready for the Demetrius Johnson fight. But no one had, I didn't personally know that. I'm sure Nobody, TJ and Archuleta knew, but it was because people. of the show. Yeah, and he was he was about to fight DJ, and uh, so I didn't even know he made it through the show at the time. Uh-huh. And and uh, I remember Tim trying to go over and get work with those guys on some wall wrestling, and they just brushed him off like. They were just so much better than like, no, man. Get out of here, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Tim looked good against DJ. He did fucking great, man. Imagine if he would have had some good training partners. Like, those guys fucking whooping his ass every day. Yeah, too many people probably wrote him off. Yeah. Yeah. And and fucking, he's one of the best fucking, uh, you know, lightweight, featherweights. Flyweight. Flyweight. Yeah. Is that the weight class? Yeah. All fucking time, dude. That guy. God damn. Yeah. So, yeah, I went out there uh, whenever I was 22. Um, just out of curiosity, just to kind of see what it was like. Yeah. And then uh, whenever I trained out there for a week, they invited me to come back and live out there. And at like so, the week before that, I had had my last amateur fight, mm. and uh, I decided to microdose before that fight, which <laughs> I thought was an excellent idea. It was a very poor decision. Did and you lose that fight? No, I won. I won a decision, no. but I did it terribly. LSD. LSD. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it might have been a little more than a microdose. I All don't know. Right. Yeah, it didn't tune you in? Yeah, no. <laughs> it, the nerves are good. The nerves are a good thing, and it completely erased those for me. Ah. Oh. And I was just like there. It was almost like training. I was just like, mm. oh, I do better with no nerves, too. I just like, I don't give a fuck. I just go murder people. I like to feel that, that little like... 
It's like, good to have the nerves. Like, oh, you're going to gonna try to kill me a little, and then you're just you're on that extra edge. Yeah, but I like to, to rip stuff. But you can't be too loose. There's a balance. There's that balance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I I'm usually like too relaxed in life and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've been so. there. I can sleep before I go fucking compete. That's crazy. I go to me. sleep. I've always been like that though. Even in like high school when I was wrestling, like before finals matches, because there'd usually be a pretty big gap where they're doing like wrestlebacks and shit. Mm-hmm. I would just sleep like up in the bleachers and just wake me up and I'll go wrestle. Go get Adam. It's his turn. Uh, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, That's dude. Funny. So you thought that'd probably be the move for your for your career? I get it. It dude. was though. We all have that thought though. It was though for a minute because yeah. because I. Experience. I got to go see what a champion looks like on EPO in the middle of camp. Yeah, you got and to see it. That's a fucking workhorse, is what that is. Yeah. Regardless of if you're on drugs or not, you have to outwork every motherfucker. Yeah, you know they don't they don't do the work for you. you no. know, EPO doesn't do the work for it you. Does it does recovery. It just, it just for allows you. you, yeah, to recover faster yeah. so you can do more work. Yeah, and he does a lot of fucking work. That motherfucker worked harder than everyone in the room. Mm-hmm. He was more active. He was more uh, mentally engaged with the coaches, asking what we're going to do, things like that. And that is what showed me how you be a leader, how you yeah. how you act like a champion, yeah. how you train like a champion. And ultimately, it showed me through those things, whenever I came to my own performance, how to perform like a champion. That's extremely valuable. Extremely. Yeah, man. It, it will never leave me. Yeah, I mean, the people that you surround yourself with or just, you know, if you can just be in certain, um, like, the presence of certain people, even if it's just a little bit, you know, like some of that shit will come away. Like you can take something away from that experience and like build upon that and grow. Definitely. Whenever I was out there, I, it, it was just such a crazy thing, you know, just, just seeing, seeing what, what that was and seeing that what we were doing was literally no different. Yeah. We're doing the exact same thing, what they're doing. They just have nice mats and stuff. Yeah. It's all the same turf. shit, man. It's the exact same shit. Yeah. And, but the difference was, is that the coaching I thought was honestly worse. Yeah. Um, the, the coaches were there for money. They weren't there because they, they because they, because they, they just wanted to be there and they really? knew me since I was 15 years old and just want to see me be successful. They're just there for their paycheck and they'll teach this little jujitsu move. It'll show this combo. Yeah. Oh, there's my hour. I'm going to get out of here. Have a good day, guys. I'm going out driving in my Audi. Peace out. Really? Yeah. No one was really super engaged. I'm sure there's some, right? It just depends on who you were. It depends. Depends who you are. Depends who you are for sure. Cause I mean, if you ask the right questions to anyone that's, a fucking black belt and has been in martial arts forever. You know, it's it's natural to start answering questions and become more engaged. But from what I saw out there, there was not a ton of true passion. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if that's like a symptom of those big super gyms. I think it is. You know what I, I mean? I'm acting. So the position that I'm in looking for a fight now, those are the type of guys I want to fight. Mm-hmm. I see those those gyms building their guys to 5, 6, and 0 oh, and getting them to the UFC like uh, an Austin Hubbard who was the LFA champ and just got signed to the UFC. And oh, really? Yeah, he was the LFA uh, lightweight champ, and uh, he was one of my main partners out there, and mm. he, he was just... Um, you feel like you're uh, better than him. Oh, I'd smoke him. Yeah. Yeah. See, some of it is definitely who you know. Man, there's so many politics. Justin's a workhorse. So He's a workhorse. <laughs> I love that guy, man. I love that guy. So he'll be good. He'll be sending out fucking emails and, and calls all fucking day. I, he probably is right now. Right now, dude. Yeah. Right now. He's definitely a good dude to have in your corner, bro. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's dope. So after like, uh, I don't know, six months there, I it was hard, you know. I had to have I didn't have any support system around me. It was just me and my girlfriend. I had to have a job. We're paying bills. We're yeah. figuring everything out. And plus, I'm trying to train and keep up with these fucking killers that are already making money from fighting. So all they're doing is training. They're they're fucking gaining ground on me. 
And I remember having this conversation with my dad, like just telling him I wanted to come home and that I knew that I had made a wrong decision. And he was the one who was like, you need to call Rice House right now and you need to apologize for leaving. Yeah. Yeah. So you did. So I had to call him and I had to apologize. And he's like, on a personal level, that hurt. But on like a martial arts level, I'm here. I'm doing my arm bars and my yeah. shit. And nothing has changed here. You're yeah. just over there. So if you want to come work with us, you don't have to ask my permission. You just come back. Just be in there. <laughs> That's so fun. That's exactly what Rice House says. <laughs> yeah. That's some gangster shit. Yeah. He's like, I'm still here. You're just over there. You can still come back over here. I never told you to leave. <laughs> it's, this is all your decisions. Yeah. I'm at jujitsu right now. That's funny. Yeah. And you came back and you guys just did jujitsu all the fucking time. Yep. Yeah, man. Yep. Whenever I came back, we we really started to. Uh, that's whenever we really started to work a lot, and I really started to gain a lot of ground in my in my game. I he's felt a like he's a gem, dude. Yeah, like his, his he, mindset. He's so smart. Oh my goodness, he's, he's just so like he just has an understanding of all these little transitional positions that people don't really think about. And, all the and, details. Yeah, and he just has an understanding of it's like if I do this, then realistically you have to do this. If you don't do this, then I'm going to do this, and it's just like. It's just so vast. I've told a few people this this week. I might have even told you. Um, but I was rolling with him the other day, and uh, he was tying up his black belt, and I'm like, damn, I need one of those. I think that would look good on me. And he just, like, smiled and looked at me and said, the difference between this and any other belt is the intangible. It's not about this move or that move or any any sequence that you'll ever learn. It's about the feeling in between those moves and how those open up. Mm. And those are the those are the true doors that are created. That's so and that's true. what a black belt is. That's true, man. Mm-hmm. That's true, man. I always think of it like the longer you look at a problem, you know, you just you see it differently and you see new things within it. And like, like that's that. like that's jujitsu. Like you just looked at this problem for so fucking long and all of a sudden you're like, Oh fuck, there's that and then oh there's this and then there's just all these like understandings and feels that come along with it. And it's just, it's like riding a fucking wave, man. I enjoy that shit. Yeah, that's awesome, That's man. my goddamn addiction. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's my goddamn addiction nowadays, dude. Ever since I stopped fighting, I just, uh, I was like, man, I, get, I gotta go ahead and do fucking jujitsu. I wanted to get my black belt as fast as possible because I was a blue belt for four years. I was like, I don't want to be a purple belt for four years. How long have you had your purple? Coming up on four years. <laughs> like, fuck. I've been going even harder, though. Oh, well. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's a fucking journey. But, yeah, man, that's why, like, time and belt, I think it really does matter to a degree. Um, Because some people are just super fucking athletic, and they can compete at that high level. But it's like, do you really have that deep understanding of jujitsu, or are you just, like, a super good athlete? You know what I mean? Because there's definitely that, you know, so... I don't know, man. There's definitely different it's ways to It's hard because some, it. some people just pick up on it differently. Some people you know? do pick up on it differently, right? Um, like like Corey, who I was talking about earlier. He's he's uh, he's only a white belt. But like I was rolling with him the other day, and I was like, damn, dude, you're getting pretty fucking good he's pretty better. quick. Yeah. Because he has like a little bit of wrestling base. He's a pretty good athlete. He was a college All-American athlete I in lacrosse. he did taekwondo as well. He did taekwondo growing yeah. up. And uh, and he listens, man. He's super fucking attentive. Super smart guy. He knows he, how to learn. He, he's smart. He knows how to learn. And so he's just picking up on Picking yeah. up on it very fucking quickly, and then plus all that background, like we talked about, it's just a, it's a storm. Yeah. Well, jujitsu has um, it's a, it's attracting a lot of smart people. You know what I mean? We have such a diverse group of people at the gym, dude. It's so cool. I love it. But we have doctors and lawyers and fucking 
plumbers and and Jake Roberts. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> do. We just have it all, man. Yeah. So it's just like, whoa. Yeah. Everybody's doing this shit, and a lot of smart people are doing it. Yeah, I wish I would have got to meet uh, John Thomas whenever he was with us. Did you ever meet John? I met John. Yeah, he um he was here, and he was about to uh, leave for Atlanta. Atlanta or Europe at the time, maybe okay. Atlanta. Yeah, okay. it was like right before he was about to leave. He was a purple belt. He just won worlds at purple. Nice. Yeah. I yeah. Him. I know Matt told me he was like a huge guy for him. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, he's a super nice guy. I talked to him a couple of times. He gave me a compliment. He's like, "You're gonna be good." And I felt pretty good about that. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's savage, dude. He's really good. Yeah, I think he's he has really a school good. somewhere in Europe now. Denmark. Denmark is that mm-hmm. where it's at? He's yeah. just teaching over there, doing yeah. his thing. Yeah. Yeah, man, he's good. Yeah. What the fuck's his last name? John what? John Thomas. Thomas. Ah, oh, man. I'm always telling myself I'm getting better at names, but then uh, let's not like, ever talk to John. Yeah. He'd be a cool one to have on the fucking podcast. He's traveled everywhere. Definitely. Yeah, man. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, what do you think is going to be next for you, man? Like you're going to – you you think you're going to take a little bit of time and just keep fucking, you know, trying to get stronger and maybe put on a little mask? You're going to try to get a fight as soon as possible. No, I'm trying to get a fight as soon as possible. Honestly, if I could hop on a short-notice fight next weekend, that would be fucking excellent. Yeah, deal. It's what are you weighing? Are you walking around at? Uh, after training, I'll I'll be like 155, okay. maybe maybe 160. It just kind of depends what I'm. That's eating. a good weight, man. I mean, you're only 10 pounds over. Like, yeah. you're not gonna kill yourself if you need to cut weight. So you still have energy, and it's yep. not super unhealthy. Yep. You're not dehydrating the brain. Yeah, I'm like, I'm long though, so it's a bitch to get down to 45. You're thin, but yeah, you know, yeah, but, but you're doing but it yeah, right. It is. It is. It, and I'm and I'm always eating healthy. I'm always training, so I'm never yeah. like. What kind of stuff you eat? Man, I eat fucking great. I don't know. I eat fucking yeah. eggs and oatmeal every day uh, in the morning. And I don't know. I try to eat as clean as possible. Lots of sweet potatoes. Yeah, sweet potatoes are good. Lots of lots of clean meats. Yeah. I mean, the way I look at it, man, is if it's just, you know, if it's meat and vegetables or, you know, as long as it's not the processed so bullshit, man. dude. So simple. It's pretty simple. You know, just like carbohydrates aren't bad, especially as an athlete. Like you have to have those, right? So it's like you want to get the best kind. So That's what I'm just now learning. Sweet potatoes, too. white potatoes, rice. Doubling oatmeal. Up, doubling up on them after like a hard training session or something yeah. I've had to learn the hard way too. One of the best things that you can do, especially if like for you, because you train so hard and like you deplete your glycogen store pretty often, like having a big carbohydrate, like just a lot of potatoes or something like before bed, it'll do two things. One, it's going to help um, backlog like all of your, you know, all of your nutrient, like your glucose store. So you have that for the morning, but it's also going to create an insulin spike, which is going to help you, uh, get tired and go to sleep hmm. so i didn't know that yeah so i mean oftentimes like in thanksgiving you know people always talk about the tryptophan and the turkey that's what makes you tired but it's really like all the fucking sides and the fact that it's mostly carbohydrate based we get this huge insulin spike and then there's this dump and you get all fucking tired right. bro that's why you hear people get all sleepy in like in the afternoon after lunch right most people are eating bullshit and they yeah. get all tired yeah um so that yeah dude so if you do that apply that to before bed big like potatoes or rice or you know what i'm saying clean, yeah yeah. Have that shit. You have all those carbohydrates, dude. It'll make you super fucking sleepy, and then you're still processing all that, and you'll have that glucose for the nice. next day. I'm a bed. huge, I'm a huge late night sweets guy. So that's yeah, that's that's good to hear. Cause, that, you know, a nice sweet potato, brown sugar. Ooh, that sounds uh, nice. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I like. Well, I like to do uh, cinnamon. I just, I just stick with the cinnamon on that mm, shit, bro. That's nice too. Some cinnamon and that's butter. Nice that's too. my jam. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Gotta have the butter. Yeah, but you're so active, you can get away with the sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in the right in the right ways. That's at least what I tell myself. <laughs> my way's not bad. You so. don't want to overdo it, but I mean, yeah. you, you're not like just somebody sitting down on the fucking couch, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
I was talking to, we were talking to uh, Brendan Caldwelder. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Caldwelder. Yeah. There. Sometimes I get so tongue-tied, dude. He, uh, we're going to sit down and podcast on Monday, but uh, we were talking about uh, like nutrition and post shit. He was saying that, uh, and I'll talk to him about it, but he was saying that uh, sometimes like after a workout, he'll have like a Pop-Tart or something for like the simple sugars. I'm like, bro, I'm like, there's just so many better ways to get a simple sugar. I mean. Brennan's going to be a good guy to have on here. He's fucking funny. Yeah, I like Brennan. He's funny. Maybe we'll see if Skyler can join too. We'll yeah. Have those, have those dudes who like clown. They're silly. They're silly dudes. They're, silly. They're funny. Yeah, yeah. I like them. But he's, I didn't realize how knowledgeable he was about nutrition and shit. So mm-hmm. we were talking. and But I was like, dude, I was like, you got to understand like that's also going to cause like gut dysbiosis because of just like the processed like empty fucking calories and like it's going to cause inflammation so it's like yeah you're getting this simple sugar and you're using it and i I understand like people like bodybuilders especially like they'll argue the science of like well the science isn't conclusive or doesn't really clearly state that this is bad for you right it doesn't really say it's bad for you so they say like well you can do it then right or like like drink soda and different things but i'm like if you use your fucking brain right I understand the science doesn't say that this is bad, but if you use your fucking brain a little bit, like how about we just like understand like processed food is just not good. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? It's like simple. people people get very um overly like uh they, they they get caught up in the science and they become dogmatic. You know what I mean? Instead mm-hmm. of just like listening mm-hmm. to your body and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's easy too though. You get told one thing and then you're just like stuck on that idea for a while yeah until you're disproven or something you know something's disproven yeah so you watch a lot of film i know you said you like to watch a lot of film of your uh of your like opponents i watch so much are fighting. you like you a fight junkie i used oh to be my like God. that man i'm yeah fight I'm pass. obsessive uh no i don't have fight pass but my thing is uh i like going on youtube and i look looking up old fights of uh like tyson and Mayweather oh. and like really good kickboxers like Raymond Deckers and yeah. and like Sin Chai. Mm-hmm. I like to just watch those guys and, and just Dude, like watch yeah. them just uh just the greats do their just, fucking thing. Just do man. their thing. And there's a ton of just awesome breakdown videos that people will do that you can just watch, you know, see mm-hmm. that stuff. And like you, you see me in with the boys all the time. Like we're always just doing our own kickboxing, like yeah. little drills and stuff. A lot of those drills come from just shit on YouTube that we've seen that we're just yeah. like, all right, let's play with this a little. And yeah. We'll do some touch drill with it and we're sparring with it. And the next thing you know, I'm fucking hitting a Tyson, like come around on your back. Nice. Yeah. Do you ever watch those breakdowns by, um, I can't, it's uh, like Bazooka Joe Shill. I, th- I don't know if it's Joe Shill. It's Joe something. Bazooka Joe, uh, uh, What's his name? He was a world champion kickboxer. Yeah, he got beat by Joe Schilling, right? Is that who I'm thinking of? I don't know. It's not Joe Schilling is who I'm thinking of. But it's Joe. It's Bazooka. It's Joe something. I don't know why. Like, is it? It's, it's a, a V. It's a V. Yeah, it's like Valentini. Valentini, maybe? Or it's like an Italian name. Either way. I'm, I feel horrible. I feel bad this. You're like yeah. chopping this. Either way. But he is. He's. I don't know if you checked out his shit, man. He's pretty good, dude. He, oh, he's, he's amazing. He's super knowledgeable. Yeah. He has some good videos. He has a good Instagram. I don't think I've seen his breakdowns, but. His Instagram is good, man. He has out. good drills, man. He has good breakdowns of things. Um, I think he has a YouTube channel and his Instagram, but they're both pretty good. I bet. Yeah. I bet. He knows his shit. Yeah. Yeah. That guy was a banger, bro. Yes. Yeah, I wasn't aware of him until he was on JRE, and then I like went and watched his shit. I'm just like, holy cow. Dude. <sighs> That's what it takes, man. I don't his, have it. His glory fights. <laughs> his glory fights are something else. Yeah. You ever think about doing kickboxing? I've done amateur kickboxing. Yeah. I am not opposed to doing professional kickboxing, but like right now where I am in my career, I, uh, I just want to see – 
what yeah. happens with MMA, and I don't want to take anything off that focus at yeah, all. Yeah, but what if there's, like, a lag time? If there's a lag time, I, I like, would be down as fuck. Yeah, man. Just, like, get some fights and then get some paychecks. Paychecks and Experience. just try it, man. Cause it's actually very relaxing. It's so fun. Doing boxing and kickboxing. After you do MMA and then you just start removing all these different things, it's like, oh, it's just boxing. Oh, so it's easy. Just, yeah. So oh. much simpler. It's like, you mean they can't take me down? <laughs> Your body feels good, too. I remember training for uh, Golden Gloves like two years ago and not having to grapple every day and just doing just the running and bag work and just the mitts all the time. Like oh. my, just all the tension off of my back and shoulders was just so excellent. I just remember feeling so good. Then yeah. getting back into training and having people on my neck. Yeah, that's hard on the spine, oh. dude. Jiu-jitsu can oh. be super hard on the spine. You got to have good posture. I always try to like... That's why I like that outside stretching is so important. Just like whenever you're not doing anything. Oh, dude. dude you have to. Or always else, trying to stretch, man. Or else you're fucking done the yeah. next morning, you know. Man, and I just didn't realize for the longest time, like, my ankles are super fucked up. Like, most people are. Like, they have very tight ankles because shoes are at an elevation, so you're constantly flexed. So that just makes things like your make your calf tight, make you lock up all those, like, small joints in your foot. And um, and then there's also just like a narrow toe box, so it just kind of puts your foot in a weird position. Yeah, yeah. So just like growing up in that, just years of that, and I sprained I sprained my ankles, both my ankles in high school. So I've always made sure they're always tight, because in my mind, if they're not tight, I'm gonna fuck them up, right? Right. So uh, it it's just like limits your range of motion because it's like our body's a chain, and it starts from the feet up, and um. I, for the past like year and a half, I've just been focusing on my fucking, um, like just loosening up those ankles, just to uh, just to make me a better fucking athlete. Mm-hmm. It just helped the jujitsu tremendously, mm-hmm. just like opening up everything because fixing the ankles fixes everything up the, the you know, up chain. the chain, right? Yeah. You know, so yeah, bro. And that's why sense. that's why I do so much barefoot, dude. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I even I even have those barefoot shoes I've been running barefoot in too. Those Vivo Primus Light. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Shit, I have to check those. Out. I do like grounding. I like I like walking around. I like taking my dogs for walks. Yeah. And just doing different random shit. Just sometimes I just don't even wear shoes. Just out yeah, to the I do, gym and shit. I do a lot of, like actually not wearing shoes, but even but, like just the barefoot shoes. Even um, just sandals. I wear so many sandals, but then I finally got um, there's these uh, sandals called Zero Zero shoes. I think yeah Zero, X E R O, and those are those sandals that I wear all the time. But it's essentially just like a flat piece of rubber. And that's it. There's like no real support, so mm-hmm. it's definitely made my feet a whole lot stronger. Mm-hmm. I've I've walked probably hundreds of miles barefoot at this stage of the game, dude. It's crazy. We we, we uh, my girlfriend and I went to San Francisco. Um, I don't know, probably like nine months ago now. I think it was like last like October or November, and we walked like ten miles in one day, just walking all over the city, just Damn. doing like urban and fucking hiking. And uh, but I was in sandals that entire time <laughs> walk 10 miles in sandals bro i didn't like, kick those off just come barefoot i should have yeah my feet were completely black by the end of the day <laughs> yeah man so do you hike and shit yeah i love yeah. to hike yeah. yeah that's a good way to kind of reset yeah it's hard though there's not many great places around here like i just came back from california visiting my buddy up north i saw california. that how oh was that man god that was so amazing and there yeah. were so many beautiful places to go that was another You're in the really redwoods, appealing right? thing yeah i was up in the redwoods yeah. up north the redwood curtain that's, that's cool. what they call it that's dope dude oh it was amazing it was, su- it was such a such a great experience it was a nice that was like my perfect re- vacation reset like even in the middle of that week i called justin like, <laughs> freaking out I'm like dude we got to find another fight. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm already getting antsy. I can't just be on the beach just chilling. Yeah. Let's, let's get this shit going. Yeah, man. Fuck, dude. You're fucking living with the purpose, dude. You're on a mission. I'm trying. I'm trying. It feels like it's never going to happen, right? And it feels like you have to make it happen right now. 
But in a way, you kind of you have to have urgency. Yeah, but you, you also know, have to be patient. The th- the thing that I have found with that is, like I told you, uh, I let my happiness escape me from being so involved in it. That was one of my biggest things: is just not being present in the moment and thinking about man is it ever going to come will it come how is it how am i going to get there this that everything in between yeah. rather than just being here and just uh kind of letting the outcome of everything not yeah really phase me like and you can't control it you can't you can it's going to happen or it's not and all i have is this moment here and what i can do with my time in between before my next moment that will lead me to my next step in my career you can only control yourself and the things that you do and that's your effort you know what i mean like the work that you're putting in your your attitude your belief you can control those things right and if you do all of those things then success is inevitable essentially you know what i mean it's just the process if you trust the process you fucking go hard at that shit bro the end result is what happens. You're preaching to the choir right now, man. Oh, this bro. is what I'm. This is what I'm always saying to people too. Like, what, like even just the people around me that I can just see in their eyes, like my my parents, my you know my girlfriend's parents, when they're like, yeah. "What are you doing with your life?" I'm oh. like, I'm like, you know, I'm trusting the fucking. Pro- I'm doing it. Yeah, man. Like, it's not pretty. It's not sexy, no, dude. Like, no, but, but it's just that's what it is. That's what it takes, man. You have to trust it. And you have to believe it. And you just have to grind day in and day out, and just know like it will happen. Success isn't complicated, but it's not easy. Right, I mean, it's I a like very, it's a very simple like process in theory, but like the execution is fucking hard, mm-hmm. and uh, people want to take the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. We're fucking creatures of habit. We're dude. creatures of habit. Yeah, man. Uh, well, I can't wait to your next fight then. Me too. Yeah, you think it's gonna be on Nemesis again? You're gonna try to hit another promotion? No, no. Um, I would have liked it to be on their next show, but I. I don't know why <laughs> they're they're it's trying to work with their own guys and stuff. I offered, uh, yeah, you know, it's whatever. I offered yeah. to fight um, their main guy who's fighting for the 145 pound title, yeah. Sean Woodson. I've offered to fight him a couple of times. <sighs> You've offered to fight Sean. Sean is at 45. Ooh, that'd be an interesting matchup. He's fucking long, man. He's long. I haven't got to spar with him. We were going to spar. I was at the hit squad and I had just sprained my knee, fucking uh, grappling with uh, Luigi Ferramonte. Mm-hmm. Fucking like tripped me and like the canvas and my foot got caught in the canvas and like a minor sprain on my LCO. Fucking hmm. sucked. Luigi's a beast too. He is a beast, dude. He's a fucking monster. Yeah. Yeah, a little tank. Yeah, I like him. I'd like to have him on the podcast sometime. Yeah, he'd probably have some good stories. Oh, man, he's been in there with the best of them, dude. Yeah. yeah traveled all over the world. Fought fucking... The one that always sticks in my mind is... Uh, Fitch? No, Anthony Johnson. Oh, oh, I didn't even know they fought. Uh, I think it was like a fight for the troops. Um, It's kind of one of those deals where... <laughs> His Anth- head got exploded. Yeah, dude, Anthony, <laughs> hit, Anthony hits hard, bro. <laughs> I can only imagine, Anthony, especially the 170. Yeah, this was the 170 Jesus. fight, bro. Oh, dude, that was a scary man. <laughs> he like had to kill himself to get there. You know what I mean? Like it, the, him going up to 205 was the best decision ever. He was shit. You see him now, about dude, to be ready like, for bare knuckle. Like 250. Oh, how how big goodness. is it? Like his face just looks so puffy. round and puffy, bro. You can just tell he's happy though. Good for him, bro. <laughs> Making money, dude. Making money, being fat. It's being a G. Just being a G. Getting in the cannabis Hitting space. Hitting motherfuckers hard. <laughs> yeah, man, he's a bad man. He was a bad man. I used to think in my mind, like, I, I don't ever want to fight him. Because there was a period where we were both 170. I'm like, I don't ever want to fight him. That's a matchup I'll avoid. I wouldn't. Dude, it's just like, do you like your brain? I like mine. You know what I mean? I've actually never been knocked out. I've had a flash knockout once in practice. I've been I've had my bell rung a few times, but I've never been knocked out. And uh, thank God, 
Yeah, dude. Yeah. You've been knocked out? Mm, I don't know. In practice or anything? Uh, I mean, I've definitely been buzzed yeah, quite dude. a few times. I've had my bell rung. Just dang. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm a pretty hard sparrer, though. Yeah. So that doesn't really translate well with most people. Hard sparring? Yeah. Mm. But that's just, it's not like I'm a hard sparrer. Like, I'm going to try and fuck you up if we spar. It's just like, I want to win every single exchange. Yeah. And if I don't, I'm going to try a little harder to win every single exchange. <laughs> yeah. And then next thing you know, we're fighting. Oh, dude, see, that's the problem. That's so much ego. How do you get better if you're always trying to win? Sometimes you can't always try to win to get better. I don't just win with my tricks that just win. I'm using everything in the book that I'm trying, though. Like, I'm not just, like, going to throw harder or put more tension into it. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to dig deeper into the book. Yeah. Because I don't really fight that way. Like, I don't fight, like, I'm going to rip your head off. I'm just like... Let's pick up the speed a little. Let's let's feel this angle a little more. Yeah. You know, create an opening with maybe a little more pace. I can dig it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Angles are important. Angles are my game. Yeah. Yeah. You try to stay long on people. Always. Always yeah, stay long. That reach is important. Pick my shots. You know create really good angles. And then the movement on top of it is, I think, what is going to stifle a lot of opponents, like especially at 145, maybe in six foot and them not being able to get to me is going to force them to get into me. Yeah, and you're a big 45er, shit, man. That's where shit gets dangerous. Yeah. Whenever you force yourself to, like, really come into my range. Yeah. We just need to get you in some of these large organizations. That's that's what I want. That's yeah. what I want. I want to go in and I want to fight the best people. Yeah. Have you talked to – has you and Justin considered, like, Shamrock or anything? I mean – We got. We actually in, just got an offer from Shamrock. I mean, they're in town, bro. That's, yeah. That's a – path to bellator for sure yeah Wonder, uh, well the, the offer they gave me was an o and o guy and then so like a day after getting an offer from a guy that's seven and three it was just like oh fuck no i get it you know yeah it's I, a win though man a fuck. win's a win a win's a win trash i do get a paycheck yeah i'm gonna do whatever i gotta do to get to the next level so yeah man we'll figure our options out here in a couple of days and It'll be what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. This is the struggle of a fighter, man. People don't realize it's just like you just want to fucking fight and you're just constantly waiting. And that's why people get out of shape and they lose motivation and shit. Because yep. it's just like, fuck. When you, also, you can only fight so much because your body will only allow it. You know, it's funny you say this because I had a conversation with uh, AJ Cisco like maybe a year ago and he was telling me like, man, the politics and all this and that. Like, I don't want to, I don't even want to be a part of it anymore. I didn't understand it at that time. I, like, I was, I was just about to make my pro debut and I was like, dude, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Like, yeah. bro, you just fucking train, get better. What are you talking about? And now that I'm like in this position, I'm like, oh, well, fuck, I get it. Like, I could see how if your ultimate goal wasn't to be the absolute best, then I could see where like the politics and the shit that gets, gets in the way. You're like, man, fuck this. Dude, it gets crazy, bro. I yeah. bet it gets only worse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Julius had like a year and a half layoff. Yeah. That's crazy. If it comes to that, if it starts coming to like getting into the months, then I'm going to, you know, do pro kickboxing or boxing and shit like that. Make some money. Yeah. Get some experience. Stay active at the very least. That's my biggest thing is staying active. I'm just starting to feel really comfortable in there. Yeah. And I've never had like large strings of fights except for my first time fighting to like whenever I had my first injury. Yeah. Um, I hadn't haven't had like a large large string of fights other than mm. like maybe one or two together. So mm. now that I have had put two together, I'm, I want to hop right back in there. So that way I just keep the momentum up. Just keep the momentum. Keep keep comfortable in there. You know, the more you do it, the more you're just at peace with the whole process. Absolutely. Your last two fights finished in the first round, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, man. That's not a lot of ring time, right? That's so what I'm saying. It helps to get those those rounds in. Mm-hmm. Those you know. Fucking that's what I hear, but I also want to keep just 
getting them out of there. I mean, and realistically, man, I mean, there's going to be a period where it's like, yeah, you smash the folks, but then you're going to be like, all right, well, now we're we're like ascending to that next level and then that next level of like athlete. And it's just like, these are going to be some good fucking fights. That's what I was excited about with this next guy is he, he's a, he was a, a tough guy from Oklahoma and you know, he, yeah, we're but, all tough. Yeah. Everyone's tough in MMA, yeah. but he, he wasn't very technical. Like it, it didn't, I probably could have got him out in the first round, but yeah, uh, it was going to be a guy that I wasn't going to just hit a couple times and they were going to go away. It yeah. was someone that I was going to have to like dig. Mm-hmm. And he was gonna have to dig, and it was, it, it, you know, that's yeah, that's man. something I was really excited for about that fight. That's but a challenge, yeah, yeah. Right on, but that, that's what it's gonna be, you know. Whenever you get to the highest level, it's gonna be fucking yeah. Dude, everybody's fucking my good. livelihood versus your livelihood. Yeah, man, it's 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 the littlest thing that will separate, you know, the best. Which is why we, which is why you know, that's why what I said, what I said was uh, earlier about just focusing on what I can do. You yeah. Know, all the, all the minor details in my life, every every fine detail. 100%. I'm just trying to make perfect. Well, you're doing it, man. Thank you. Yeah, dude, just keep grinding. Thank you. Um, well, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, I'm going to leave the floor to you. Um, tell the folks how they can like check you out. If they want to follow you, check your next fight out. You know, any sponsors you want to shout out, it's up to you, man. Yeah, definitely you impose the will. Uh, Thank you for having me on the podcast. And uh, if you guys want to follow me on my journey to the top, then uh, you can follow me on Instagram at J underscore Augie. Um, I don't know if any other companies want to work with me other than impose the will or what the issue is. But uh, I don't have any other sponsors right now. But if you guys just follow me, I'm sure uh, – I'm sure you'll see my next fight updates, and I keep everything up front for everyone. Yeah, well, it's just the beginning, dude. You're at the very start of the journey, dude. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. It, the thing is is that it's it's been 10 years, so it feels like – It feels like a long time. It feels like a long time, yeah. but I, then I remind myself, damn, I'm 2-0. Yeah, dude, 2-0 pro. Relax. Crushed them in the first round, man. Just breathe. Yeah. It's coming. It will. It's coming. Oh, absolutely. Right on, dude. I appreciate you. All right, everybody. Until next time. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know I did. If you did, do me a favor. Leave a five-star rating and review, especially on Apple Podcasts um, or whatever streaming platform you're listening to. If you can like it, if you can share it, go tell a friend. All of these things help, and it helps the podcast grow. So I cannot thank you guys enough if you are doing that. And um, this episode and every episode is brought to you by my company, Imposed Will. We are a lifestyle and mindset brand, and we are here to uh, help you and everybody uh, impose their will on life. And we're just building a community. And, uh, you know, if you want to go over and support us, then you can go to imposedwill.com and uh, and, and get your apparel. We have a full line of apparel. Also, get on the mailing list and uh, stay up to date with everything that's happening. So until next time, folks, we'll see you later. All right. Love you. Bye.